0: You are listening to Hyperfixation Nation, the podcast with your host, Blake. In this episode of Hyperfixation Nation, the podcast, I will talk about my journey as a neurodivergent person and figuring out what that meant to me. I will start with my experience when I was younger and how that affected me in my journey of learning who I am. And then I will go into how it affected me in middle school with COVID and how I navigated school culture when it started to get more serious, I guess. And then I will finish how it has impacted me positively and how it made me more confident in who I am, no matter what anybody else said first I'll get into an introduction sort of to briefly cover all the other stuff before I get into depth about it. I have always been impacted by the way my brain works, and I didn't know it then, but looking back on it, I have been affected greatly by the social structure and systems of the world and the American school system. Oh my god, I could rant about the American school system and how it is not built for more than a very small amount of people for so long, but I'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> COVID also kind of wrecked with me because I'm one who's very set in my routine. I had my routine that I went to school every day and then I came home at the same time. And then we were told we were going home for two weeks and we never came back to school. Or in my case, I never went back to elementary school. And that's crazy. And then like being different, I guess, from the people around me in many ways has made me have to be more confident in who I am because there's people constantly questioning my experience as a person. And I had to accept the fact that yes, I am not like everybody else and that's okay. I am still like a valuable human being, which was definitely a journey for me. So I'll be talking about that closer to the end. But first we're going to get into elementary school, the beginnings and all of that craziness in a second. Okay, so elementary school was a journey. I lived in a different state than I do now and like different school until second grade. And so when I joined the school a little late compared to some of the people who had already been there for one or two years, which is weird because there were a lot of people who went to preschool at my elementary school. But I had to do some like catch-up work when it com- came to making friends. But I didn't realize how much of... Uh, society and the unwritten rules that there already was because I had bounced around from like I went to this preschool and then I moved states and I was going to this other place for first grade and I had sort of adjusted a little bit to those social structures then coming back to my like my elementary school for second through fifth grade it was actually really different like the social structures than the other schools I'd been to which was really weird and like I guess that's because we were slightly older so like if you talk to someone who's a different gender than you you must be in love or oh my god that was so crazy and like people would have marriages or whatever like to their cousins like excuse me but I, I never really understood that so I think there were some people of other genders that I could have been friends with, and I think I would have gotten along with them really well. But then anytime I tried to talk to them, all the people around me, even my other friends, they were like, ooh, you must love them. Which I, I guess that's a pretty universal experience for people when they're in elementary and middle school. I was just not really expecting it. And then, like, when I was in school, I was always like, either super talkative and didn't really know that you're supposed to raise your hand if you want to talk when you just want to talk a lot because you're interested in a topic. And then when something didn't make sense to me, it was like really affected me in the beginning. And that was really weird because I was not expecting to have that much trouble with the social culture. And all these things that everybody around me seem to already know, like, oh, you're supposed to dress this one way, or you're supposed to talk this one way, you're supposed to talk to these people at this time, you're supposed to act this way, and I guess that's a lot of people's experience, and not as much with me in particular, because, you know, everybody has challenges in school, but I I did well in classes that made sense to me which is what everybody experiences but like in math if i was in a unit that was logical and it was like this makes sense because this 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 it's all a process it just it logically makes sense i would do well but then the things that other people would see immediately the things that were a little more abstract i would have a lot of trouble with it because i would be like no this is this is the system this is how it works these are the rules and teachers will be like, yes, but there's exceptions. And so that, the way my brain was unable to handle this has impacted me a lot. And it happened in other classes too, like in language arts when we were supposed to read into the characters' intentions and the theme and all of that. I was like, I don't know. They're just, they're just a character chilling. This is how they were written. How, their intentions may not have even been going through the author's mind because again, we were reading kids' books. So, I had many problems with the American school system, but I also enjoyed having time to spend with my friends, and I had, and I lived really close to the school, which was really nice, because then I could walk, so I didn't have to deal with riding the bus and all of that, and I could sleep later, which was really nice, and my sister had been through the school for some years, and so she could teach me a little bit more about how to not win at school, but, like, win at school. But yeah, that's, that was my elementary school experience, and I think that's pretty similar to a lot of people's experiences, but it was just kind of crazy, because I was very, like, my thinking was very, like, black and white, like, it makes sense, or it doesn't, like, people would know these things, like, when someone was saying something that they weren't explicitly saying, they would just know what they were trying to imply, and I will be like, but if you're saying that you're fine, then why aren't... You actually fine. Like if you're not fine, but you don't want to talk about it, just say that you're not fine and you don't want to talk about it. And I get the curiosity. Like sometimes I just get really nosy. Like oh, you you you're not fine. Well, tell me what's wrong. I'm nosy. (laughs) But you know that that's that's something that I need to go through some character development to deal with. But I just elementary school was fun and kind of kooky. But looking back on it, it was a very important time in my life. And while I didn't really realize all about who I am, like I didn't really start to notice how my experience was different than the people around me until like fourth or fifth grade. But once I did start noticing, it was like someone had completely thrown off my groove because I was, I was like, wait, nobody else experiences this around me like I do. And I was sort of forced to just pretend I experienced things that way and I have been experiencing things like that all my life even when I was experiencing like complete opposite or I didn't understand what the heck was happening I had to pretend to understand which really not messed me up but it kind of like it changed a little bit about who I functioned because it didn't mess me up but it it changed how I function like now I have a really hard time hanging out with people outside of school. So if I'm hanging out with you outside of school, you know that I like trust you with my life. Because hanging out with people inside of school, it's in the environment that I'm forced to fit to these social norms and do all of these things. But then outside of school, I'm more free. And so you get to know like more of actually who I am. And My parents are always like, oh my God, you only have like one friend. And I'm like, well, I know people at school and they're like, but you never hang out with them outside of school. And I'm like, well, yeah, because they're they're school friends. They're not outside of school friends. And when I was in middle school, I added someone to be an outside of school friend. And that was a really big step for me, but I'm very happy because I have a really good friendship with them now. But that's getting into middle school, which is next. So I'll be back in a second and we'll continue on my journey of becoming. okay, middle school. Middle school was insane because I really only had like one and a half years of actual middle school because sixth grade was full on COVID. So we are hybrid. Like some class, I only had orchestra once every 16 days. Like that's crazy. And then when I had it like remote, it was really stupid because you can't play together on Zoom. Like it just doesn't work that way. But being remote made the transition to middle school actually easier for me in some ways because. Teachers knew that everything was crazy and insane, and there was a lot of anxiety around like, oh, I'm gonna get sick, I'm gonna get sick, I have to be wearing my mask 24-7, but I hate wearing my mask because I can't breathe. And then getting into 7th grade, when we started getting less, very, only half the school is in the school at the same time, and everybody is doing, like, 6 feet apart, Every no one's allowed to be near each other, and we stopped doing that quite as much in 7th grade. I think the teachers realized that we had no idea what middle school was actually supposed to be like, so they helped us adapt over a very extended period of time, which I think was nice and not everybody gets that. So that was a bonus because then also when you're in middle school, you start realizing more of who you are because everything starts changing and all of that. And so having the space to do that in my safe place in my house, where I didn't have to worry about what I looked like every day, only every other day or things like that, I had a lot more space to just like grow into the person I wanted to be which if i had been in the school system like normally i think that would have been would have been very different for me but the unwritten rules of school really threw me for a loop in 7th grade when we started going back full time because people would be saying things that they didn't really mean or they had these customs or like when I tried to hang out with people outside of school someone would ask oh what game are you playing when I was doing something like at home and I had invited them over like even my close friends because you know I don't hang out with people outside of school very much and I would be like oh my god it's this really cool game and then I would go into depth about all of this and then all of a sudden they would seem like really closed off and I'd be like what what did I do wrong and I guess now I know that when someone asks what are you playing they don't really care what you're playing they just want to play it with you which doesn't make sense because if you want to play it with me just say hey can I play that with you or like if someone says oh my god that looks so good to something you have in your lunch you're supposed to share it with them like what it makes no sense But anyways, my brain is just going into the craziness of the school system and how it is all based around importance and how students can see the importance of something. And that is how they will get it done when not all brains work like that. Like Most brains can see, oh, this is important, I should do it. But the people with brains that it's like, okay, you say it's important, but is it really important? It's just school. And unless there's a competition, like if there's a competition in something. I will go insane. I will pour my heart and soul into it. Just because it's fun and it's a competition and it's like, I get all amped up. Or if it's urgent, like if I really need to be doing it, I will procrastinate to the last moment, moment, not because I don't want to do it beforehand, but because I see no point in doing it beforehand. Even if I want to do it, like, even if I know I should do it, which is not great, but you know, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And we're working on that, we're working on that. <laughs> and then in middle school, there was a lot of drama between people, especially in eighth grade. And I didn't really understand what the big deal was. Like, okay, somebody said something you don't like, just talk to them. You don't have to go around telling people. And my parents call me an old soul for seeing it like this, but it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you have a problem with someone, you go to them and be like, how can we fix this? you don't spread rumors about them you don't pretend they are the worst person in the world just because you have one problem with them which i guess multiple people see it that way but when it comes to themselves they're like what do you mean i'm not spreading these rumors i'm just saying a whole bunch of things that piss me off about them to everybody i can find who will listen and i don't think think they see the contradictory part of that but that that's that's okay that's okay everybody's their own person in their own journey of becoming like i am and in sixth and seventh grade. I was very not confident in who I was. I wore sweats all the time. I was just really uncomfortable with who I was because I was a middle schooler and most middle schoolers are like that, I guess. But then in 8th grade and a little bit in 7th grade, I really started coming out of my shell clothing-wise at least and and other ways too. But I, you know, started dressing the way that actually made me feel good instead of just making me feel not bad which was a really big step and then I did have some problems because you know peer pressure and things like that with oh these people are acting this way so I should be acting this way but acting this way doesn't make sense to me and so that was that was a journey (laughs) but now now I'm in high school I'm I am only a freshman but I'm in high school and the culture is very different from middle school year and I really appreciate that actually and becoming my own person despite being in a world that doesn't understand me, which I know sounds like really like, oh, I'm a teenager. Nobody understands me. (gasps) But more of the system is built for people who are quote unquote normal. Like they do things because they're important or they recognize that someone isn't fine even when they say they're fine or they understand all of these rules and they conform to the binary like the gender binary and all of that and i'm not like that and that has really shaped me because i've had to be confident and that's what i'll be getting into next so be right back Okay, so now we're talking about the present and how I have started coming to terms with the fact that I'm going to be who I'm going to be in all of my glory and my quirks and my flaws, no matter what other people think because they can't change it. I have spent years figuring out who I am, so I am not going to let another person tear me down if they have never walked a day in my shoes. Like, there's this metaphor that is a ship will only sink if the water gets inside. And in the same way, negativity will only impact you if you let it get inside. Like if the water was the negativity and it got inside the ship, it would start sinking. But if you have a good ship that's built to protect itself from all of that, the negativity won't get inside and you will be protected against it. And that is something that resonates with me because everybody is different. Everybody's fighting their own battle that you don't even know about. So why do you tear down the people around you as a self-defense mechanism? Like if you really need to defend yourself or you think that you are the only one who's there for you, You need to build more positive connections. Like, that's not a reason to tear other people down just because you are insecure and you are struggling. If you are struggling, you ask for help, which is something humans suck at, just like to say. I'm not great at it, but I'm getting better now that I realize that life doesn't have to be horrible. Life can be pleasant and happy even if that means you get support from other people, which is something I think a lot of people have trouble being like, yeah, I need help. I am not doing great, so I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to talk to someone about this. And a lot of people can't do that. And I think a lot of people would benefit from therapy, but if everybody needs therapy, then there's a problem with the social, societal, like, institution. Like, if everybody needs therapy then what is the system, the social system doing to them that makes them need the therapy? That's, that's the question, but I'm, I'm getting really off topic. I just, I have a lot of problems with how society is built for the average cis, straight, white man who is neurotypical, like it's built for that person. But that person is in the minority. When you actually think about it, if all the people who did not conform to every single one of those traits, like got together, like All the women, all of the people of color, all of the neurodivergent people, all of the queer people, all of the other minorities that I can't think of right now got together. They would extremely outnumber because if you think about it, women outnumber, not outnumber, but they're split 50%. So if you do that and then you take all of the people who are guys and you take, but they're in some other minority, that makes the cis-straight, white, neurotypical Christian man, actually a very little thing, but they are in the place of power because we live in a patriarchy. Though, I do wish it was a pastryarchy, like, you know, pastries, because that would be so much better. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that everyone needs to be okay with being different and being their own person, and living in a world where it was hard to be like that made it now after struggling like all of that made it so I am now free to be who I am in a sense and I know that I need to keep working on that and the person I am will keep changing and my experiences with the world will affect me and impact me but at the end of the day everybody is their own person and you need to be confident in that because confidence is one of the biggest things that earns you respect even if a system is meant to disrespect you. And that's, like, a really powerful thing I'm going to end on. So, yeah. Okay, so next episode, Keeper of the Lost Cities. It is a book series written by Shannon Messenger that, depending on when you listen to this, will either have nine books or ten books. Because if you listen to it after November of, like, 2024, there will be ten books and that's all the books that she's going to write, which is so sad, because she has so much to talk about and, like, close up in the last book. I don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be, like, full-on longer than War and Peace, (laughs) though some of her books have reached that. But it's a book series, and I'll be talking about it's good things, it's things that it can improve on, and the fun stuff. The stuff that I love and things that, just make me so happy about the book series. <laughs> but yeah, I hoped you enjoyed the episode, learned something new, and had fun. This is Hyperfixation Nation, hosted by Blake. Goodbye, y'all!